Hi, this is Jim Lobato. I'm president and founder of a company called The Performance Group. Our business is helping the leadership of growth-oriented companies realize their potential. We do this by working with their sales force and helping those individuals discover and develop their unique abilities and to align those abilities with their opportunities. That's why we're known as a sales force development company. On our program today is Sandy Erig. She is the Economic Development Administrator for the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation. Sandy works to connect businesses and resource providers with the Renew Rural Iowa program. It is a comprehensive initiative providing education, technical assistance, mentoring, and financial resources for growing and existing businesses and entrepreneurs. Ms. Erig serves on the Board of Directors for the Professional Developers of Iowa. She has nearly 25 years of experience in economic development, and she is the past administrator for the community development at the Iowa Department of Economic Development and also the director for business development with five Central Iowa Rural Electric Cooperatives. So, Sandy, welcome to our program, and my first question is, what got you interested in doing economic development work? Well, kind of by accident. I came out of education, and I had an opportunity to interview to become the Chamber of Commerce and Economic Development Director in Jefferson a number of years ago, and I decided I wanted to see how those education skills would transfer to another profession, and I was fortunate enough to be offered the position. And it was like being on the job and learning a whole new career while getting paid. So it was a good thing. And so it started out in Jefferson, has proceeded over to um, actually several other things, because I noticed you were uh, past administrator for the Community Development at the Iowa Department of Economic Development and also director for business development for five Central Iowa Rural Electric Cooperatives. So what was it about the bug that you caught at Jefferson that continued on? Well, I had the opportunity. The Department of Economic Development contacted me, and they were setting up a couple of positions for virtual workers, kind of ahead of their time, in the mid-'80s. And I was chosen to be one of the consultants for the department, so I could office in my home in Jefferson and work the western Iowa area, meeting with communities, both their Chambers of Commerce and Economic Development organizations, on behalf of the department connecting them back with the resources and all. So it did that kind of travel. So it's hard to stump me on the communities or the back roads of western Iowa. I've been to most of them. From there, I went to central Iowa Rural Electrics, and I think it was as much about the virtual office experience that I'd had as my work in economic and community development. They were looking for somebody that could do the virtual office bit. And then was invited to go back to the department, and at that time I was the administrator for community development. So, um, and at those times I talked to Farm Bureau about rural Iowa and some initiatives they were looking at. So it wasn't a surprise when I my last launch here was with Farm Bureau. Okay, and uh, for our audience, can you explain the purpose of the Renew Rural Iowa program? Uh, from the aspect is that the Farm Bureau, do they sponsor that? Is it part of the Farm Bureau's offering of services? Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting for Farm Bureau. There are over 150,000 members in the Farm Bureau Federation, and of course a, a great deal of those are traditional farmers. But farmers, of course, are very concerned, too, about the vitality of their rural communities. So it came through the strategic plan of Farm Bureau's Board of Directors about two and a half years ago, that they really wanted to get engaged in some rural vitality initiatives. 
And how do you actualize that? Well, they determined that if they would offer a program, they were looking for where are gaps, where is there something that's not being done by other agencies or organizations or entities, and came up with the idea of this whole Renewal Iowa. We offered some seminars and connect people with the resources that already exist. We don't need to duplicate things because there are a lot of good resources out here and offer some financial resources that are unique. We think we can step up this entrepreneurial development in our state. So I think it's really a bold statement by the Farm Bureau Board, and they've stood beside this. And the program's been going on for two and a half years, as you've said. And what progress have you seen in that two and a half years? Well, yeah, let me tell you about that. We've had over 24 seminars, and we... We kind of changed it up as we figured out that it was really important to have local co-hosts working with us. Ten of those seminars were done in local areas with the local chamber economic development group or a couple of cases where a a statewide resource provider co-hosted a seminar with us. We've seen more than 1,600 people participate in these seminars, and we've been all over the state in various locations. So we know that the entrepreneurial spirit is alive throughout Iowa. We have um, actually invested in 10 companies with our own Rural Vitality Fund, and we've been able to award, part of this is about recognition too, so we do 10 recognition events each year in conjunction with WHO Radio of entrepreneurial companies bringing about some understanding that we do have these kinds of companies in our state. So that's been really important, too. And I think most most importantly, a result of our efforts have been bringing these resource providers together. We all knew that we were out there, but we weren't really talking to each other. So we've started a quarterly roundtable where we bring the resource providers in for a couple hours to just update and look for ways to collaborate. So uh, you mentioned these seminars and stuff you do. So what program specifically does the Renew Rural Iowa offer? We call it a business success seminar, and we invite not just companies with the ideas, but also those existing companies that are looking to grow, invite them in for a day-long, an all-day commitment of a pretty high-level interesting seminar that covers such things as strategic fit, you know, figuring out their product, finding a, you know, a, a solution in the marketplace. They also have a chance, and they actually they score these elements of their business. They look at their own business plan and go through an exercise to score that and go through some role plays. Another ingredient of the curriculum here would deal with balanced executive teams and understanding what are they and how do I develop them if I don't have, you know, somebody that's key to the finance of my business and somebody that understands marketing and somebody that understands engineering or whatever I I may need for my own executive team is putting that together. And certainly great leadership, teaching them about the difference between managing and leading their company. And then finally, figuring out what resources they will need and how, if it's intellectual property assistance, who can provide that, or if it's accounting or 
if it's just plain conventional financing to grow their business or whatever it might be resource-wise. How often are the programs offered them, this business success program? Well, we're getting ready to have one in the fall. We kind of take the summer off, but we've had, um, you know, we were pretty pretty full up there. I think the first year we did like eight of them, and we decided that's probably too many, but, you know, kind of as needed. We're working now as requested. So if there are local economic development organizations, and it really works well with regional groups because they typically typically can easily get 30 attendees, and that's kind of the threshold. It really works nicely in small groups with 25 to 30 in attendance. So as needed, I guess, would be how I would describe it right now. The one that I'm working on for fall, we will do in conjunction with Iowa State University's Extension for Manufacturers, which is known as CIRUS, the Center for Industrial Research and Service. And they have engineers, a cadre of engineers that are account reps for them that call on Iowa's manufacturers. So they are dealing with a lot of the companies that are the potential to have the potential to grow and really can benefit from this day-long seminar. So you've been working with this for uh, the last two and a half years, and um, what do you? What's the main thing you've learned as you've worked with these businesses and these entrepreneurs in the last two and a half years? Well, what I've learned is that they're kind of all over the place. You know, there are lots of people that have ideas but really don't have business sense or probably even the interest in business. They just as soon turn their idea over to somebody else to commercialize it. And then we have folks within these companies. You know, some of our top 100 companies in our state, there are folks that work within those places that probably are some key entrepreneurs. Sometimes they're forced into it. We just worked with a company, Springboard Engineers, that that came out of the Maytag business that were a group of 11 engineers that could start their own company but wouldn't have. They were all pretty content and satisfied to be working for someone else. I guess we've also learned that we haven't really taught our kids very well about being in business for themselves. We have tended to teach kids to work for somebody else. So that there's a huge need for education around being in business and entrepreneurial development in our schools, and there's a movement toward that. I think just that we've learned that there, the more we can all work together on promoting entrepreneurial development and the awareness of the fact that you really can be in business for yourself today. And I guess with these economic times, it's it's really kind of helped to promote that because people do want to have control over their own destiny, probably more now than ever. Yeah, a couple of guests we've had on the program have talked about the upsurge there's been in people interested in starting their own business. And, and the interesting thing about that is it's not necessarily people that have either been displaced or downsized or lost their jobs. It's people that are actually leaving some jobs to start their own business. So he's just a sign of the times that we're in. It is. And it's, you know, honestly, for our economy, it's a really good thing because it's a great way to help to diversify. I think the other thing we've learned, I mean, there are some really nice surprises. There's, like, hidden gems all over the place. 
and I think a surprise about it is that the people within these communities don't even often know what's going on behind some of these walls of these metal buildings. So we've been, you know, I think very surprised about the awareness that we've brought to regions and communities just by uh, showcasing some of these entrepreneurial companies and hopefully spurred on some others. So what do you... The people who are coming to your programs today or the people you come in contact with that want to register for the fall, what issues are they telling you that they're facing or they want to see addressed? Well, usually everybody starts with money, as you, as you might guess. You know, they always think that it's the money that they need. And more typically, the, the seminar helps sort that out for them, that a lot of them really don't have the strategic fit in mind or an understanding of the kind of team that they need to put together or just even if their product is unique, who wants to buy it? You know, a lot of people think they have something just because they like it that's going to be a successful successful in the marketplace. And so to have them understand the research and development piece is more important than how are you going to finance it. So the typical person who's coming to your Renew Rural Iowa program would be whom? Well, we get a mixture. We get um, we do get that person that has the idea. We get some folks that are spinning out of the universities, out of the research parks, that are looking for kind of a one-day shot in the arm. We get bankers who need a refresher on how do we work with these companies, too, that just need what are businesses being taught today an understanding in that regard. We would get existing industries looking to grow. Of course, because of our Farm Bureau brand, we get the farm, the welding shops off the farm and the interesting, you know, quite a few interesting innovative industries have sprung up because farmers by their nature are entrepreneurial. We would get that type of individual. So, yeah, it's kind of the gamut. And some students, certainly, too, that want to learn more about entrepreneurial development in general. There's some people who just want to come and network and learn from each other. So two parts to this question. In the last two and a half years, uh, and also your background of what you've worked in, what's the one piece of advice you would give our listeners today who are thinking about starting their own business? That's the first question. And then, of course, the second question is, our listeners are currently running a business today. What's the one piece of advice you give? Well, for those startups, I would suggest that they definitely, you know, maybe give us a call because we could get them pointed in the right direction. As I've mentioned, there are a number of really key resources, and a lot of these resources are free for people to to get the kind of assistance and direction. If it's a review of their business plan or helping them write a plan or um, some sort of uh, marketing analysis or research, you know, there's just all sorts of help for that, that we can get them to the right place. Our state now probably has more infrastructure around entrepreneurial development than many states in the country, so to not take advantage of that would be a huge mistake. I think 
and you know certainly to come to our seminar would be a mistake for me to not to do that commercial because we also bring in a lot of these resource providers and get people connected that very day at the seminar and offer that kind of networking. For those existing companies looking to grow, I think you know one of the first steps for them would be to turn to their own local economic development organizations. Most of our communities in Iowa have local economic development professionals or they have them at the county level that can really assist them a lot. You know, there are a lot of financial resources to help existing companies grow in Iowa. It's kind of a misnomer that the funding resources are only devoted to new companies coming to our state, and that's really not the case. So, you know, to overlook that would be a huge mistake, and those economic development professionals can help them make that happen. And quite Typically, it, it takes the local participation and the applications for funding need to um, come from the local community or the county. So that's how they're set up government to government on behalf of the business. Well, let's talk about some of those resources, specifically the funding, because I think um, some of our existing businesses would be surprised to hear that there is um, vehicles out there that would support an existing business that wants to grow. So how would they find that that type of information? If they go to, um, they're all coming to the State Department of Economic Development. So it's iowalifechanging.com is the website for the state of Iowa. And there's a business section to click on. And it's really one application through the Iowa Values Fund. I think the main things people need to remember is it takes that local participation, so to connect with that local economic development professional who can help them with the application and make that happen. It's a pretty quick turnaround. Most of these state funds decisions are made in 60 to 90 days. And I think the key to remember, it's based on the creation of jobs, so you know that, that growing in the sense of creating jobs or adding capital investment are key to the um, acquisition of new funding from the state. So that's a key place to look. Many of our areas around the state have USDA revolving loan funds, too, which can work for even those startups that we talked about before. And many of them are, many of the revolving loan funds are housed with the rural electric cooperatives because they were the applicants for USDA funds. So getting on the USDA website will direct them. There's a map that directs you to revolving loan funds and who to contact. So those would be a couple of key financial resources. If it's a business, an existing business looking to grow that's working with their own banker on conventional financing, SBA has really stepped up their participation in Iowa with guarantees and make that really attractive to our local bankers to work with their SBA guarantee programs to help these companies grow. So Sandy, earlier in our program you mentioned the Farm Bureau has a rural vitality program. What is that all about? Well, when we started this Renew Rural Iowa, the board said, you know, let's set up our own venture fund. We Farm Bureau has had a traditional venture capital fund with high returns and called their alternative portfolio that they've held pretty quietly and pretty closely. But they wanted to do something different with this Rural Vitality, with this whole launch of Renew Rural Iowa. So they created the Rural Vitality Fund to 
which has about started with about twenty-two and a half million dollars, with five of the funds coming from Farm Bureau as the seed amount, and then Walmart and Cisco. Walmart matched Farm Bureau with five million, and Central Iowa Power Cooperative Cisco came in with two and a half million, and then eleven million came over from the Agriculture Ag Processing Fund that was um, housed at the state of Iowa as a standalone fund. So that that's how they built the fund. Um, as I said, a lot of it we've been able to get a lot of it out the door, and it's worked very nicely with our renewal Iowa seminars. We will it'll come back in. It's not a grant program; it's an investment that has uh, has an end to it. So we'll exit those companies, and the money will come back in to the fund. So it's one that people can look at on our website if they want to know more. Think. That's okay. And your, um, you mentioned about um, um, roundtable that is part of a, of this program. Um, tell our audience more about this roundtable where people get together. Yes, the roundtable has been a great way for all those resource providers to sit down and update each other on what's going on. Um, and when I talk about resource providers, I'm talking about the universities all have staff, and certainly the Department of Economic Development, USDA, SBA, the SBDCs. I know that Jim Heckman sit on your show, and he sits on the roundtable. The Iowa Business Council, the Association of Business and Industry, Iowa Bankers Association. We looked at anybody that has a statewide initiative and a stake in entrepreneurial development and this sort of business growth in Iowa, innovative business growth. And because a lot of these same folks have been at our seminars and participated in the networking, but we really just didn't have a chance to talk with each other. So that was the the premise behind, let's try this roundtable. And it's been really successful. I can tell you one of the things we're most proud of is the EntreFest seminar that's been held for a couple of years, or actually it's a convention, came out of discussion at the roundtable that several people were doing kind of separate initiatives for entrepreneurs, like half-day seminars and regional kinds of things. And we decided if we pooled our resources once a year and had a celebration of entrepreneurial development and the University of Northern Iowa had seed money to do something like this, and we're already working with their Entranet program with webinars and such, little more short course education for entrepreneurs. Wouldn't that be cool? So we've had two of these Entrafests, a two-day convention geared at probably more small business, but anybody certainly is welcome with the startups and the small business. and. They're looking forward to the third one. It will be held in central Iowa in the spring. So um, I guess that's a, what I would consider one of our accomplishments besides the fact that we're better able to coordinate and hear trends. Last summer with the flooding, we called kind of an emergency meeting of the roundtable because, of course, the services of the SBDCs and a number of us were pretty critical, the SBA, to you know, to the 
speed and helping those businesses get back on their feet in the flooded areas. And, and the, the Renew Rural Iowa program, I understand, also has a recognition program for the Entrepreneurs of the Month. Tell us about that. Yes, we do. It's, it's really been a very fun thing where we invite nominations, again, from many of those partners that I just mentioned, because we know it's not just Farm Bureau that works with these companies, so it's a way for us to recognize our resource partners, too. Once a month with um, the big show in WHO Radio, we go out and tour and interview our company of the month and put together a, a nice podcast and some great recognition. Just did one this week in Cresco, Iowa, Plant Peddler, which is a large wholesale greenhouse that is one of the one of their main contracts is with High V. We've been all over the state with various companies. I mentioned that Springboard Engineering in Newton, which was a recent recipient, the engineers that came out of Maytag. What else does the Farm Bureau then do to assist and promote economic and community development in Iowa? Because of my background with a lot of work in community development too, many of these organizations are looking for some guidance and facilitation with their economic development organizations. I was just in Bloomfield this week where their request was around the fact that they have four or five different committees all doing parts of their community and economic development work, and it's, you know, it's a small place with limited resources of time, money, and people, that it made sense for us to kind of pull together a summit. We called it a leadership summit and brought in these various organizations, along with some of the key stakeholders, like their largest employers, like the school and the hospital, and um, I think uh, the county board of supervisors, you know, just went through a facilitated discussion about how to, you know, customize and focus their action a bit. So I'll go back and do some follow-up, but that's something that Farm Bureau sees as part of their rural vitality efforts that we can help you know, anything that we can do to help facilitate vitality in these local communities by using our our staff and our expertise that we should be doing that. So I've got a couple things like that on my calendar. Where is this interest in entrepreneurship coming from? What do you think is fueling that? Well, I definitely think part of that is about people wanting to be reliant on themselves. You know, I think economic time that we've, you know, that we're coming out of has really kind of fueled the fact that it's a good thing to be in charge of your own destiny and to be in business for yourself. So I guess I think that certainly is a piece of it. I think necessity for a lot of people, I see companies that started because somebody had health issues and whatever they were doing previously and needed to reinvent themselves. I think those, you know, sometimes it's adversity or, you know, the economic times. Sometimes it's just plain the spirit. I mean, there are those pure entrepreneurs out there, too, that just have that passion, what we would call serial entrepreneurs, that just their motivation in life is about creating the next business, and then they sell it and commercialize it on to someone else and move to the next thing. I think it's exciting that you know, we're starting to identify that that's a good thing. I think sometimes those folks have been considered you know, kind of strange and 
what do we do with them? Well, we figured it out. You mentioned that Iowa has some of the best support for entrepreneurs. Why do you think it's important for Iowa to get behind entrepreneurs? Well, you know, we've been concerned for a time about our whole our brain drain and you know, exporting our brightest and all of that. And I think it's a way that Iowans see it as a strategy. Here's a way that we can capitalize on that. There aren't a lot of economic development strategies when you really think about it. It's it's about recruiting companies from the outside. It's about retaining what you have, or it's about growing your own. We talk about business development. And the recruitment from outside is a very slow and very you know, long, involved process. And right now, there, you know, there just isn't a lot of movement and business attraction. The retention needs to be an ongoing, as we've already talked about, and trying to gain that's grow and gain um, through economic growth through those companies, that's always been probably the number one strategy because it's a fact that 80% of the new growth in our state comes from those existing companies, and that takes some nurturing too. But really, the new idea is this, us growing our own, we just thought that happened. And so I think we've kind of awakened to the fact that these are people, we don't have to sell them on Iowa either because they're already here. They already appreciate the advantages of the lifestyle in Iowa and the business climate and all of that. So, Sandy, if people wanted to contact you on this Renew Rural Iowa program, how would they do that? Well, we have an 800 number, and that would be 800-254-9670. And the website would be what? It is RenewRuralIowa.com. Well, Sandy, thank you for being on the program today and giving us some background on what this Renew Rural Iowa program is all about and the Farm Bureau sponsorship of that. Not only that, but the additional resources that are available to our entrepreneurs here in the state. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. This or other BizTalk podcast may be downloaded by visiting our website at www.biztalkradioshow.com. Or you can subscribe to BizTalk through iTunes. If you want to learn the strategies how to take your sales force to the next level, you can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509. Or visit us on the web at www.pmgllc.net.